Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Moral wanted to get a little uh, <laughs> hardcore to kick off this podcast. A little gangsta. Hey, uh, here we are. It's Tucker and Mora, and behind the controls over there is producer Bundes. And um, I, I don't even know what we're calling you these days. We'll figure it out. Producer Bundus? No. Just Bundus. Just Bundus. I was thinking behind the board Bundus, but then I thought maybe behind the scenes Wilson, who used to do the show with us, would get upset. <laughs> He'd feel like he was being replaced. So we'll figure it out. Uh, here we are. And uh, I feel like every podcast we start by apologizing for not being daily. But, you know, that might be the reality for the next little bit because it turns out everything we're doing on the new show is taking a lot more time than we anticipated. Yeah, everything, you know. You know, you know how it is when you start a new job and every everything is more difficult until you get into that rhythm and we're not there yet. Yeah, plus uh, there was something that we weren't really uh, expecting at first, which is that we're on in the evening as well on Energy 95.3. There's the Tucker and Mora at 6. Yeah. And so it's like a, kind of, you know, I hate saying best of. It's sort of just some highlights from the morning show. We never pick the worst moments. That's, that's true. for sure. We never pick the low lights from yeah. the show. The weakest breaks. This is where I was at my worst at seven twenty this morning. I hit a wall and this break went nowhere. And we're gonna play it back for you. Coming up at six twenty. That'd be funny. <laughs> well, I don't know. It'd be funny for us. Yeah. I don't think our bosses would like it. So anyway, here we are and uh we're back and coming up on today's podcast. It's a much longer conversation with Jesse Cruikshank, who is a guest on our show this week. And basically what happens is people come on, they drop in the studio, we have them on the air, and we can't talk for more than five or six minutes. Mm -hmm. But she's a lot of fun, and you may know her from the uh, The Hills Hills After After Show. Show. You might know her from that CBC show that she was on. The Goods. The Goods. Or, I don't know, she's been on all kinds of things, and she's got this new thing out which is called new mom who dis and it's kind of like her trying to figure out who she is now that she's a mom and if you have kids you totally get that because you kind of become this different person who it sometimes feels like you're a slave to your child doesn't it (laughs) sometimes i do feel like a servant you used to always say that you feel like a butler at night when you're making your kids dinner not just that i feel like a butler for the worst customer ever (laughs) Because the thing with kids is that, you know, if you were a butler for somebody else and you made a nice dinner and put a lot of effort into it, they'd probably say, hey, thank you. It's great. (laughs) But a kid would say, this tastes like shit. Although maybe they wouldn't say that. They'd say, this is level. I don't like it. Yuck. And they push it aside. I don't like tomatoes. My daughter, who's two and a half, goes... When she doesn't like something. Like... Well, yeah. Well, I, I told you the other day, I thought it would be really fun. My wife was away. She's gluten-free. So sometimes when she's away, I'll make something that's totally full of gluten. Yeah. But I made a homemade hamburger helper. And did we discuss this on the last podcast? I can't remember. I don't know. But it was basically cheeseburger pasta. It's ground beef and cheese and all these spices and mm. pasta. It was, you know, the perfect thing you'd want to eat if you were super high and had the munchies. <laughs> or, you know, like you were super hungry and you came home. Yeah. And they were like, meh. 
You're so ungrateful. You know, I looked this recipe up. I went to the store. I bought ingredients to make this. And if I was a butler for Bundes, if he hired me, he'd probably be like, you know what? This is pretty good, man. Thanks That'd for the, the effort. Greatest meal ever. Yeah. yeah would Even if you didn't dip. like it, you wouldn't be a dick about it. You'd That's be like, right. you know what? I don't know if this would be something I'd really want again, but it's uh, thanks for the effort. Yeah. And uh, I'm yeah. enjoying it right now. Yeah. Sometimes I let my daughter sit in her high chair in front of like her favorite TV show, which is Bubble Guppies. Uh, and I let her have her dinner. But what ends up happening is I'm just walking back and forth from the kitchen to the living room. Mm. Or, oh, you don't like that? Okay, you want more avocado? Okay. You, oh, you need a napkin? Okay. Oh, you want your water now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you're know? just the server. You're a server for the worst, most high-maintenance <laughs> customers ever when you're a parent. And that's like 80% of what you do. And then they snuggle with you, and then it's cuddling, and, it's okay. and then it's you've kind of they pay you that way. And then it's the best. Anyways, Jessie Crookshank is coming up on the podcast. Yeah, and we had a chance to talk with her in much longer uh, form, kind of when the songs were playing. So we're just going to play back the whole interview and a huge chunk. In fact, I feel bad about it because I made you and Jessie cry. Why'd you do that? Well, cry, I mean, to well up and to feel emotional. Well, it was not intentional, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, so find out what it is that happened that caused them to cry. Mm-hmm. Was that for a tease? Very teasy. Yeah, so that's coming up before uh, the end of the podcast. It's like a good 15-minute chat with her. Yeah. And I kind of wish that we had done this more often on our old show because I can think of so many interviews that we did. You know, remember when we talked with Dax Shepard and uh, Michael Pena? Yes. When Chips, the movie, was coming out? Yes. Well, first of all, Dax Shepard has his own podcast, which is a great one. And if you're getting into podcasts now, I would highly recommend that you put that on in your library as well. Yeah. You know, if you like long-form chips, chat and you don't want to hear music and commercials and stuff like that although there's some like commercials in it yeah because he's making money because he's making money <laughs> uh he does one called armchair quarterback with Dax shepherd and uh you know his ones uh, like he'll have lots of celebrity friends drop by and they'll chat and stuff anyway he came in and he was definitely in podcast mode because we talked to him for 20 25 minutes yeah and i somehow because we were on a radio station that didn't want us you know having breaks that went longer than five or six minutes we had to cut tons out. Yeah. Tons that never made it to air. Yeah. And, and it would have been are... a good place to have, you know, a platform like this where we could have run the whole thing. Yeah. They're talking about being in movies and what it's like behind the scenes and the trailers and who has the biggest trailers on set. It was super cool, but. We didn't have time for everything because they were really nice and funny. And we're going to do that at Energy 95.3, though. Yeah, for sure. Anyone who comes in and if we have a chance to talk to them longer than we need to, we'll just, you know, throw it on the podcast. Yeah. Because it would be fun. I mean, I'm sure if Jesse had the time, we could have just hung out with her for 45 minutes chatting about not just stuff in her life and her new, you know, uh, series that's online, but just, you know, stuff that's going on in the news. Totally. She's really funny and she's used to just commenting on things that are happening. Yeah. That's what she built her career on with, you know, the Hills After Show. Yeah. And she was really sweet and lovely. We, are, do you remember when we interviewed... Um, the, the trifecta of A-list celebrities. Oh, my God. Tucker and I, Bundes doesn't know this, we interviewed at all at the same time John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, and Ed Helms all at the same time in the studio. They came in, and it was for the movie Tag. I wouldn't have been able to conduct the interview. I would have been staring at John Hamm the whole time. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> staring at all of them. They, they, and they were all like, uh, I mean... It, Jeremy Renner was probably the um, less 
What's the playful one? Yeah. Oh, look at that. There's a commercial for uh, another morning show on the TV there. You just missed it. Oh. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it was a distraction. Uh, Pay yeah. attention to But me. they were all like, they all came in, but we only had 10 minutes max with them. Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, I could have spent an hour with each of them I just know. asking them questions. Yes. But they didn't, it was nice enough that they brought all three of them in at the same time. It was almost too hard, though. It was hard. It was really hard. And we interviewed Tom Cruise, too. That was crazy because Tucker and I are huge Tom Cruise fans. He's a bit of a wildcat. Oh, he's awesome. Honestly, he was one of the, I would say, of the A-list celebrities we've had a chance to interview was the nicest of all of them. The best. And um, and there was no, like, you hear these stories, oh, you can't ask about Scientology or you can't ask about his ex-wife, Katie Holmes. And that that might be true in terms of him not wanting to talk about it, but there was certainly no list of demands in advance about what we could and couldn't ask about, whereas we've had that with other um, oh, yeah. artists. Can you think of somebody who we interviewed that we couldn't ask them something? Um... I remember when Selena Gomez came in, we weren't allowed to ask her about Justin Bieber. Okay. Uh, usually, uh, who else? Like if someone has, actually, I think Jeremy Renner, you weren't allowed to ask him about um, his, he has issues with addiction. Yeah. And that was like a, please don't talk to him about rehab or anything like do, that. And do you remember what happened? Because we had them on our show that day and then we joined the red carpet line mm-hmm. later because they we agreed to do that in advance and they still wanted us to show up and because they were so generous with giving us the celebrities in the studio we went to the red carpet yeah. and somebody right before us was talking to Jeremy Renner <sighs> about addiction issues and then he wrapped up the red carpet he, he was left. done yeah. he was like alright thanks and then he just walked past everybody else yeah. and they do that from time to time where they run out of time and they just skip over people and or that, it's not even about running out of time. That was him saying, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. That, that guy totally asked me a question that I didn't want to answer, you know, yeah. or didn't want to talk about. I get that too. Like, yeah. But there are some people too that are like idiotic about it. I feel like we talked about this on the podcast, but the uh, mother of dragons. Mm. Um, and it wasn't even Amelia her. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. We were offered her because she was starring in her first big movie that was coming out post her celebrity, like, you know, rise to fame with Game of Thrones. And they said, no questions about Game of Thrones. Can't ask (laughs) her anything about Game of Thrones. Essentially, one of the best television shows on TV right now. And you can't ask her one question about it? Seriously. And so we refused to do the interview. We're like, we're not doing it. And then, of course, I see her on every late night show the following week and she's answering questions about Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, it sounds like a Billy Bob Thornton kind of move. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Jean Gameshi on cue. Yeah. Don't talk to me about my acting and my movies. I'm here to talk about my music. And then Gian Gameshi broke the rule and then Billy Bob Thornton was pissed. Yep. And, uh, and then tried it, to sabotage the rest of the interview. Yeah, but in fairness to Billy Bob Thornton is that he those rules were laid out in advance. Yeah. And if they didn't want to follow the rules, they should have done what we did with Amelia Clark and, and just said, you know what, we're not going to do it then. Yeah. Because we're, we're not interested in talking about some movie nobody's seen yet because it's not even in theaters with actors that nobody cares about. Don't put someone in an uncomfortable situation when they've specifically laid out what's going to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. Jean Kameshi looked like some kind of hero in that moment because he stood up to Billy Bob Thornton and put him in his place. Like, how dare you come on here and not expect me to ask you about your acting? Well, he should have said, told that story 
like we're telling ours with Amelia Clark. Yeah. And it wasn't even necessarily her. We don't know. It could have been just the people, people of the movie company saying, we don't want this to be about Game of Thrones. We want it to be about the movie we're promoting, which is also very short-sighted because they missed out on, on an opportunity to have more coverage. Well, to piggyback the success of Game of Thrones. Of course, like every celebrity does for their entire career. Yeah. You know, you're telling me like if you have Will Ferrell on, you can't talk about Saturday Night Live because he's there to talk about whatever movie is in that month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody really follows through with it. And I guess we were stupid. We should have just let her bring it up herself. That's sometimes something you can do when there's a topic when you're not allowed to bring it up is you like let them bring it up themselves. Yeah, well, you know, that's and they, a, they bring you into it. That's a testament to how g- I think you're a great interviewer and people wow. feel comfortable around you so they go to places that they normally wouldn't feel comfortable going. But you usually need time to get there, right? You Which is time. why you get sometimes you pre-record them after the show and you get 20 minutes with them and then you have to take a clip for the radio. But it, yeah, it's great that in the case of Jesse Cruikshank, we were able to keep talking to her when she was off the air. And... By the way, Jesse had no list of rules. <laughs> Don't talk to me about this. Don't she... talk to me about Darren Jones or anything else that happened at MTV back in the day. Well, I don't even know if there's a story. There isn't. But no. who did she work with back she then? Do you remember? She worked with uh, the guy on um, the, the show right now. Dan Levy. Um, yeah, Dan, Dan Levy. Levy. Yeah. On Schitt's Creek, which is such a funny show. Okay, so Jesse Cruikshank Good is here. Good morning. Oh, I don't usually get applause in the morning. We clap. Thank you. I'm a clapper. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you, there are some people who are pretty excited to have you here in the studio. It's one person in this room, uh, we were asking, you know, oh, I, you know, are you a fan of Jesse? And they said, when they grow up, they want to be you. Who said that? It may be the person holding the camera yes. in this room here. Kaylee oh said gosh. that. Yeah. Hi, Kaylee. <laughs> You've just, <laughs> you've just been standing there holding a cellular device filming. Can we hug? We can. Oh, okay. okay. Give her a hug. Get in Hugging there. Hugging really translates on the radio. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hi. This is how that works. Hi. We're multi platform. There'll be a way to see this in some capacity. Yes. Well, she was filming it. So yeah. you're, you're going to see right up my nose doing that hug. <laughs> The reason why Jesse's here is to talk about this new project, which is called New Mom Who Dis with Jesse Cruikshank. Everybody has seen Jesse in some capacity. <laughs> with all your credits, whether it was all the after shows on MTV, you know, The Hills and all that stuff, or if it was, you know, you've recently had a show on CBC. What do people know you best from? When people find you and stop you on the street and say, oh, I'm a fan, what is the n- most common credit that they're, you know, attributing it to? It is always the Hills After Show. It is. It is always. And like I could be the next Meryl Streep and win 12 Oscars and people would still come (laughs) up to me and say, I grew up watching you on the Hills After Show. And at the time, I didn't even want to do that show. I was Isn't that like funny? straight out of university, graduated with honors, wanted to do something important yes. with my life. Yes. Got this great job at MTV, which is fun when you're 22. And then I was told to watch this show called Laguna Beach and talk about it at 11 o'clock on Friday Nights Live. And I was like, well, that's garbage. <laughs> yeah. I'm better than this. I don't want to do this. And then suddenly it, there was like people banging on the door to come to shows and it be, blew up and became this whole thing. And now after shows are, I mean, there's probably an after show for this show. It's just us. It's just a <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Thing, but, you, know, <laughs> you know, we can't afford to pay other people to hey. do it. 
did you do stand up before? Or I, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Did you you did your research? Well, you know what's funny is in speaking of research, I did you know do the typical Wikipedia thing. Uh, you know your birthday is there. It's wrong. Is it wrong? I am older than I actually am on Wikipedia, and I'm glad you bring this up because it's something that bothers me daily. I am one year older on Wikipedia than I actually am. So if anyone in the world listening knows how to work the computer, could you please change it? Thanks. Because, uh, yeah, I think you can go in and edit it. Yeah, you I can. don't know how. I think it's at the bottom. You scroll down. And why not just shave off a few more years okay, while you're, you're right. at it Thank if you're you. in there? If you're or in just there, delete just, it. Well, just edit it to my actual age, which is 21. Okay. <laughs> Jesse um, is a part of a new project, and I'm trying to get my head around it. So, because it's, it's definitely new media. Yes. You know, like we mm-hmm. are living in a world, my children who are 10 and 12 certainly don't watch much conventional television. Everything comes from YouTube or a streaming service. And so there's um, a network, of, uh, an online network called Kin. Mm-hmm. And so they are behind this show with you, right? Or they've partnered with you on this show that you can watch through Facebook Watch. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so what is Facebook Watch? Did you know what's funny is just to bring it back to that question is that people would always say, oh my God, I grew up watching The Hills After Show. And then the last couple of years, I was at CBC and I started making these funny digital videos. Mm. And suddenly, baristas at Starbucks, people at the movie theater would come up to me and say, oh my God, I love you on Facebook. And I was like, uh, I'm on a national television (laughs) program. But honestly, that is where young people, that's where the the people of the world who grew up watching The Hills After Show are now getting their content. Mm -hmm. It's streaming, it's digital, and Facebook Watch is one of the biggest digital platforms in the world. Um, So to be able to do a show there has been uh, pretty exciting. And really, it's very simple. You just go onto Facebook. You don't even have to have a Facebook page. You just go to Facebook. You look for New Mom Hootis Show. It'll pop up. You can follow and watch episodes every Wednesday. And you you don't have to have a lot of time. Because unless this is just preview clips they sent me, it looks like the episodes are under five minutes in that range. You know, that's the beauty of digital is that they will vary. We have some longer episodes coming up, but the first couple episodes are literally four minutes long. It's really funny and it's very real and it's, you know, mixed with some comedy in there as well. Maura, I want to play a couple of clips here. Um, So what's the first one I have here? Okay, so the first one... I'll let it speak for itself, but you're basically just talking to the camera and you're answering questions that I guess were thrown at you through social media. Mm -hmm. Did you get massive stretch marks when pregnant? If so, how did you get rid of them? I did, and I don't know how you get rid of them. Can you get rid of them? I also got this like weird wrinkly skin. Like it looks like my grandma's elbow, but on my stomach. (laughs) Yeah. You don't need to see it. I got that. I got that too. You did? I got that too. And you were talking about... um, your breasts now being like fried eggs. Uh, mine are like two fried <laughs> eggs hanging on a hook. That's what my aunt used to say. She's like, watch out when you have a baby. The boobs are gone. Are they ever gone? Oh, my God. I, I, the thing, here's the real, the real trick is that you get these, as a yes. as a boobless person my whole life, mm-hmm. I mean, most of my adolescence was spent praying for boobs. Yes. Now, 
It only happened when I got pregnant with twins. And the, the great crime is that you have these amazing boobs in during the worst time. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> hey, when you're You like... don't need to tell a father of children that because <laughs> my wife, who's also um, horizontally the... challenged, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she grew into a C cup. Oh, my God. But a you can't C? go near them. It's like the most frustrating thing is a soon-to-be dad. Not only can you not go near them, if you do, you're probably going to get a, a milk in the face. Well, I mean, they are. It's a dangerous time. Yeah. You know what I really loved is feeling what side boob feels oh, like. Yes. You know, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? They're getting in the way. It's completely. <laughs> yes. I actually used my boobs as an excuse not to exercise. Yes. I was like, they're so big it hurts. You know how guys sometimes <laughs> drop things in front of a woman to get them to bend over? Maura was dropping things herself <laughs> so she could bend over in front of us yeah. to pick them up. I oh, mean, sorry, did I flash you some boob? <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. I Cleavage. Fun. Do you remember the moment when you peed on the stick? Yes. Oh, yes. And what was that like? Okay, so I pee. Uh, first of all, I'm alone in an apartment. My husband is working in Los Angeles. I'm working in Toronto. It's a very sad thing to take a stick alone. It's a very teen mom mm. moment that yeah. I had. So I, I pee on the stick. And I'm like, oh, there's two li- there's two lines. This says you need like two strong lines. These are very light lines. This is I am clearly not pregnant. So I FaceTime him. I tell him it's not. I'm not pregnant. Mm-hmm. And he said to me because he knows me for 12 years. Did you read the instructions? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, I did. He's like, can you read them again? I go to the garbage can. I fish them out, and it says two lines. Maybe it may be light. And I looked again, and there were two light lines. And I realized that I should have read the instructions better. I was indeed pregnant. And then you had a little. Little celebratory moment with your husband on FaceTime. FaceTime, yeah. Well, I found yeah. out over the phone. I lived in London, Ontario. My wife was in Montreal, oh. and I was at a bar. Oh, <laughs> she. We were on the phone, and then it. Came, I don't know how it came up. She was about to go away. I asked her because she was being a little fishy about some stuff, <laughs> and she didn't want to tell me until we were in person. But I kind of put her on the spot. At, I found out at a bar. At a bar. So and then I, how heavily did you drink after oh, receiving the news? Yeah, well, because we had just we were lucky. You know, we had literally just pulled the goalie and uh, said, "Well, we'll see what happens." Uh-huh, you know, we yeah. didn't plan to have her be pregnant in another city, right? No. And then it just did. Yeah. Are you sure you're the father? <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to play another clip here. Again, uh, we're speaking with Jesse Cruikshank this morning, and uh, the new show is called New Mom, Who Dis? And it's online, and it's short and cute and funny and real. And this is, um, this is a part where you're discussing just some of the um, complications you were experiencing with your twins. Did you enjoy being pregnant? Uh, yeah, I did at first. Um, but we were pregnant with monodia identical twins. And around 20 weeks, I developed something called twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. It got so severe that the only way to save my baby's lives was to do a really high-risk laser surgery. Um, and that was the scariest day of my life. After the surgery, we had to wait for 24 hours to find out if the babies had survived. And I mean, I can't even imagine what that must oh be like. Oh, my God, you're making me well I up. I can't even listen to I know. it without oh. getting, like, emotional. I can't imagine mm. how, because you're just, you're already a mom when you're pregnant, you yeah. know? You're already caring for these little creatures inside of you, and then to feel, like, so helpless in that moment. So helpless, and it and it was like, 
Oh, guys. I'm sorry to do that to you. It was also that this condition we had, this surgery, there's only a few doctors who do it. And so when we got there, there were couples from Japan. There were couples from all over the United States, people who had traveled all the way to have this specific surgery to try to save their twins. Mm. And you know that everyone is there waiting and you know that statistically – couples that we had met were going to leave that day with without oh. without their babies and oh. that to us was like you know on the one hand we felt so lucky on the other hand we just felt so empathetic for for everybody else mm. who's ever gone through that yeah i mean this is how real this do, do we call it a show when it's on kin and it's on facebook watch or what, what, do, what do we refer we to these as webisodes or we a series webisodes feels very 2001 let's okay. call it a series <laughs> let's call it a digital series even if you're not interested in having kids you're going to find this funny yeah and t- touching and real and I think that it's really going to resonate with people. And so what? how do, how do you move from here? Because I know there's two episodes right now people can check out. And yeah. how far does this go? That's the beauty of the internet. Mm. I think for me, the really um, the reason that I wanted to do it, and I'm glad that you played that, that clip, because uh, this is totally new territory for me. I'm used to hiding behind jokes. I'm used to, you know, making everything funny. And, like, mm. that's kind of what I've done for my career. And... Um, Having kids and being pregnant so completely messed with my sense of self. Like, who Mm -hmm. am I now? Am I just going to keep making funny jokes? Am I going to talk about the real shit? Can I say that? Sure, you just did. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Or or am I going to, like, prance through the field in a peasant dress and a fedora and pretend like my life is perfect like so many of these Instagram moms do? And I decided, like, no, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be honest. I'm still going to be funny. Um, And and hopefully people will connect with it. And so far they have. So I'm just going to keep making them. I like this Jesse Crookshake. I like this version of you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And your kids are so cute. Well, you have to say that. I guess I do. Yeah. 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 What am I going to say? They're hideous. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they, no, they are, are pretty. They're funny. That's all I really wanted was funny kids. And mm. they're really funny. Well, that's good. Yeah. They're, and they're in the show, by the way. Oh, when, yeah. They're when you're all listening, over the place. it wasn't me like horking or crying <laughs> uh, in the background. The, the kids are in the show mostly because um, I'm too cheap to pay for childcare. Yeah. You gotta watch it. You gotta see for yourself. It's not gonna take up a lot of time, right. and you're gonna you're gonna plow through them right away. You're right. not gonna want to stop. It's new mom who dis with Jesse Crookshank, partnered with Ken, and available on Facebook Watch. Can I ask you another? This is probably a question. It might be dumb. Um, you were Please. a producer on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Excuse me. Well, that's what it said on uh, Wikipedia. Is that not true? That I was a producer oh, no, on the what did Oprah. It say? Well, hey, whoever's changing my age, please don't change that because I'll take that. it. No, uh, I, w- I worked on a show. Was a producer at the Oprah Winfrey Network is what it says for other work. Wow, this whole thing is garbage, that, isn't it? Well, that's that is a hundred percent garbage. Okay, so you've but never again, met Oprah. Happy to have that there. I've never met Oprah. I did do a show with Oprah's executive producers when they left the Oprah show. They did a show. Um, I did a show with them because obviously I'm equal to Oprah. So. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could be there. Yeah. You just need the time on the TV. Oh my gosh. No, I wish. I didn't know it said that. Please Isn't keep that, that funny? there. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. <laughs> don't change it. Are you sure you're even Jesse Crookshank? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, there is a, I've been getting a lot of messages saying there is a realtor in Toronto named Jessica Crookshank, and a lot of people are now thinking I've gone into <laughs> real, into estate. real estate. Mm. Yeah. So there's a lot yeah. of versions. Who knows?
Got to see the show. It was really lovely to meet you. You well, too. We've met before, but it's yes. nice to see you again. You too. Last time we met, we were a little drunk. So this... We were judging a Caesar-making contest. <laughs> that is so random, guys. I know. Yeah, it's very random. It's very Canadian. Yeah. yeah well, that's, that's very good, Canadian. That's a good way to meet. Thank you so much for dropping by. Check it, guys. Check it out. Good luck with the new project. I love it. Thank you. All a bad bitch need is I got pants in the coop. Bussing up the roof. I got pants in the coop. Touch me.